Hey, Surf Scale Soar. This week, I'm chatting with Priscilla Green, and she is stinking amazing. And this conversation went in a way that I did not think it was going to go. Usually, when we have our students on, we talk about their journey. We talk about their income. And this conversation went in a completely different direction. And I cannot wait for you to tune in. So let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve Scale Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hey, 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 Surf Scale Store family. I'm so excited because we have a very special guest, Priscilla, today. And I'm just so excited because Priscilla is a member of Surf Scale Store. And I just love chatting with her so much. And so, Priscilla, go on and introduce yourself and tell us who you are as a person first, and then a little bit about your business. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, My name is Priscilla Green. I am a wife, a mom of three, and a business owner. I live near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and my business is Freedom to Focus Business Support. So I provide executive assistance services to six and seven figure women business owners. I love that. And so tell us a little bit about how you got, first off, I want to backtrack. Let's talk about family for a second. So you, you are a mom. So how old are your kids? Because it's everyone's, everyone always says, Brandy, why don't you ask them their kids ages? So I'm asking (laughs) how old are your kids? Yeah. So my daughter is the oldest. She is 20. And then I have a 19 year old son and a 13 year old son. Ah. Fun. And so this is so relatable because so many people hear that, like, I have a two year old and they're like, but we have big kids. And so I love featuring moms at all different stages with kids. And so I love that. Okay, so now jumping into business, how long have you been working in the online space? So I've been working online for um, just over three years. Um, I started part-time kind of um, starting, you know, on the side. It was a, you know, side hustle um, while I was still working full-time in a nine-to-five job. Okay. So first off, what was your nine-to-five job before online? I was a personal assistant to a businessman. And so it kind of just um, got me started with what I'm doing online. I love that. So how did you find out about this whole like virtual assistant online world? Yeah. So being a personal assistant, I was doing, you know, all the jobs, you know, scheduling appointments, keeping track of his businesses um, and doing social media, all sorts of stuff. And it was honestly through Facebook that I started hearing the phrase virtual assistant. And I was curious, like, what the heck is a virtual assistant? So I started looking into it and saw a lot of posts and realized that that's actually what I was doing. I was just doing it in person. And so I decided that it was something that I could do on the side um, just to make some extra money, honestly, at the time. But I knew that I only wanted to work with women. And so Yeah, I reached out to a friend that was part of a local networking group. And she was saying that the facilitator was looking for a online assistant. And so she said, do you want me to let her know that you are doing this? And I wasn't even ready yet. But I was like, sure, why not? So it worked out that that's how we got started. 
I love that because sometimes things just fall in our lap at a time that maybe we feel like we're not ready, but we absolutely are ready for it. We just need them to fall in our lap and that doesn't always happen. But when it does, why not just say yes, like, and go for it. And I love that you did that. Okay. So that was three years ago that you started that. So where has your business come since then? So yeah, I was just doing it very part-time. And I mean, like you said, I wasn't even really ready for it, but it fell into my lap. I had no idea about packages or rates or anything like that. So I just kind of got started. And then I decided that I really wanted to do this, that you know, for years I had wanted to be a stay-at-home mom or work-from-home mom, rather. And so starting to do this, I figured I could very very realistically build this business and really create this business that allows me to stay home with the kids and um, make the money that I was looking to make. And I honestly started getting more clients through referrals. I was not posting anything on social media. I wasn't sending out any emails. And so all of my clients came to me by referral. And my boss ended up having to reduce my hours. And that was really what catapulted me to say, you know what, this is it. I'm, I'm going full time. And I was able to get a few more clients. And I was already matching my income that I was making through my job. And so that's when I decided to put in my notice. And I gave my boss two months notice. <laughs> Um, but by the time I was finished, um, I was ready. I was ready to go full time. So I love that. And so how long ago has it been since you went full time? It was April of 2019. Okay. So you're in it a year now. And so what has that been like as this being your primary source of income or like not having that nine to five? Yeah. So I'm able to, you know, create my workday and my schedule how I want to. And income wise, I am at this point already tripled my yearly income that I was making with my nine to five job. And so I'm on pace to finish the year out quadrupling my yearly income. That's incredible. That's so awesome, especially since we're in such a weird year as we're recording this. Like, I like to call it a weird year Um, because for some people, it's been an amazing year. For others, they haven't been as fortunate. So I just like to call it a weird one. And so during this time, you're having this amazing growth and your business is growing. And so what are some things that have really helped you this year just propel you forward? Yeah, I feel like I have been doing a lot of learning and just kind of really absorbing what a lot of people in the industry have been doing, have been contributing to the online space so that I could learn more about, you know, different services that I could provide, different ways to really uh, scale my business and also to increase my package pricing and really match the value of the service that I'm providing to the, you know, package price that it is worth. I love that. And what do you think out of all the learning that you have been doing this past year has been like the one thing that you can say, this is definitely the one thing that my business needed? Honestly, it was confidence. You know, I had for a long time just been saying, you know, this is um, something that I'm doing on the side. This is, you know, 
this, I have this little business. And so it actually hit me. It was probably last year. Somebody that I had known for a while came up to me and was like, oh, how are you doing? Are you still doing that little side thing? And inside, I wanted to be like, no, this is my business. This is legit. What I'm doing is my business and I'm successful and um, I'm providing this great service. But, you know, I didn't really have the confidence to do that. So I was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going well. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think confidence came. And then it honestly just really helped me grow. I wasn't shy anymore about saying that this is my business and this is what I do. What do you think was the thing or the moment that really like you were like, okay, this is where the confidence has come from? Because that probably didn't come overnight. It's been something. And so where do you think that new confidence came from? For me, I think it was, I started having people reaching out to me. They were noticing what I was doing. And so they were reaching out to me and saying, you know, what are you doing? How can I get started? Can you give me advice? And so I was started like coming from a place of, you know, being an expert in my field and people were coming to me for advice. And that was really confidence boosting for me, just that they would seek out my advice and my expertise to do what I'm doing. I love that. And so I know everyone's going to ask, does that mean you're posting on social all the time? Like, how are these people finding out about you? Yeah, some people are in person. Some people are, you know, people that I've known for a while, and they kind of just have been hearing about what I'm doing. But I'm actually not super consistent on social media. Every once in a while, I do post something. Um, I was trying to, you know, set up a whole content calendar. And I was, you know, had my theme days and everything. But I honestly didn't stick to it. But what I was posting, I feel like what I was posting, even though it wasn't consistent, was valuable. And it was showing what I was doing. And I was having fun with it. And so I think people saw that and and were able to reach out to me after seeing that. I love that because anyone who's a follower of the podcast knows that I do not, or if you're in any of my programs, I do not think planning out a social media calendar is like the best use of our time is service providers. I don't have very rarely post on social media. And so I love you do it when it's fun for you. And I think that's important. That goes back to doing the things that light us up. And I love that you're doing that and only posting when it feels right to you. So I want to backtrack really quick to this moment where you said, someone asked, are you still doing that little side hustle thing? And I think that these moments are so important because I remember Austin and I were looking at co-working spaces for me to move into an office. And the man at the front, like he showed us and everything. And we were talking about pricing. And he was like, we love to help little startups like yours. And, (laughs) and, Let's just frame this with this is when we went to look, it was after May when we had just come off a $250,000 month. (laughs) And I was like, clearly we did not get an office there. But I think that these moments are so important because he made those, he made that comment because he said he had checked out my website. And once again, we know that I'm not like, you need a great website. Mine says coming soon. 
in January 2021. It's been like that for five months now. So it's like, man, those moments are so pivotal because they can just change something so quickly is how others perceive us. But how others perceive that doesn't mean that's actually what's true. And I think that that's the important thing is your business wasn't a little side hustle at that moment, even if that's how she saw it. My business, it was not just a tiny little startup because he saw my website and made those assumptions. So sometimes I think it's so great that when we hear that, we make sure we filter those comments because sometimes we can let those little comments get into our head and be something that it's not. And so I love that you had that similar story and you were able to move past that because there are times when we hear that kind of stuff and it just puts us in a different energy, a different mood. And that's just, it's really harmful when other people see us not the way that we actually are. Yeah. And I think actually, you know, the old me before I had the confidence that really would have, you know, stuck with me. And I probably would have been like, okay, like I'm not legit. Um, And that was actually, even at that time, that was before I was hitting my, you know, income level that I'm at now. I mean, I was maybe at half where I am now. So yeah, it could have broken me, but I was already at a point that it didn't. And I love that because the income level doesn't dictate your success. Like your success is dictated by your definition of success. And I talk about this a lot because in comparison to Mac, yeah, mine is a little startup, you know, but in my head, what we have is not a little startup. And if you're making a thousand dollars a month and you feel confident and you are hitting your success and that's what it looks like for you, then it's not some just a thousand dollars. It's your success and own that. And I love that you said you were at half of what you were then and you still felt that confidence. Confidence doesn't grow with your income level. It happens with inside of you. And so if we're waiting for our income to get there and the confidence will come, when you hit that goal, it will still not be there. That number does not define your confidence. Not at all. And I do remember hitting my first $1,000 month. I mean, I was jumping out of my chair excited. I was so thrilled to reach that $1,000 mark a month. So yeah, the income amount doesn't always match the confidence level. And I think that's why it's really important for us to define our own version of success. So that's going to lead me to my next question. And what is your definition of success for you? (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> That's actually I a good question. Yeah, I'm like, mm. I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this. <laughs> yeah, I think um, success for me is it's not attached to a number. It is really feeling my power, feeling that I am doing something that I love that I enjoy and I'm serving others. And that's a huge part of my business and who I am is serving others and, you know, really helping others along the way. And I feel like I am doing that and I have been doing that. So I feel like I have been successful in my business. I love that. That is beautiful. And I just love your definition of success so much. And I think it's good when they're not tied to numbers. Um, My success is not tied to a number. I said it in a few episodes ago, I believe. And by few, I mean, it could be like 20 episodes back. (laughs) I'm not really sure. But I talked about defining success looks like how many moments can I create with my family? Mm -hmm. And how many lives can I help impact so they can create more moments with their family. And so I think it's always better when success isn't defined by a number, but that doesn't mean you can't put a number as part of the way to that success. Because 
I mean, everyone knows we're tracking million. And so that is definitely a number that's there, but that's a goal. That's not my definition of success. And I think that's the important thing to differentiate between those two. Yeah. I I actually definitely feel the same, you know, success and goals are very different. Yeah. And a lot of times people say like, I'll feel successful when I hit 10K. And the truth is when you hit that 10K, you will not feel successful. Successful doesn't come. That feeling will never be a number. It's got to be something deeper than that because that number won't get you up in the morning. It's what's tied to that number that will. So yeah. that's, I love this conversation. This is not typically how these go. This <laughs> I know. is a great conversation. <laughs> okay. So tell me about some, like, tell me about the one hurdle that you feel like you've had in your business that you've had to overcome, like the biggest hurdle. Honestly, I think I am such a people pleaser. And so a huge hurdle for me has been to be able to say no. I have been in the place where I am trying to take on everyone and everything and do all the things for everybody all at once. And I've had to take a step back and really realize that I can't do all the things for everybody. And so I've had to say no. And that was really difficult for me. And that's probably not something that people would think is a huge hurdle, but it it has been for me because I'm such a yes person. No, I think there's other yes people that are listening right now and they totally know that that is a hurdle. And I think sometimes we jump to assumptions that like it's easy to say no or things like that, but we've always been taught to say yes to things. And I do think there is a time where we should be saying yes when it's uncomfortable. There's also a time to say no. And especially when we're talking about boundaries with clients or boundaries with our family and things like that. So I love that you recognize that and you're working on that because that's huge. And for all of us people who can say no very quickly (laughs) and we just don't understand why you can't just say no, I get it. It's difficult. Yeah. And so um, my husband has a hard time saying no. I was just going to say, yeah, my husband is always like, why do you say yes to everything? Just tell them no. You can't do everything. And I was like, why not? (laughs) Well, because it's overwhelming. (laughs) I, well, and the funny thing is like, I can tell other people no very easily and quick, but it's like me when I'm working on a project, I'm like, Ooh, I could do that, that, and that when that's the stuff I should be saying no to. So I'm like selective in my nose. Um, okay. I love this. So tell me what has been some of your biggest wins. What have you celebrated? Um, I have celebrated reaching income goals. I have celebrated attaining certain clients that, I honestly never dreamed that I would be able to attain and build relationships with and really create that great working relationship with them. I love that. And now I know everyone's going to ask, what did you do to get these clients that you didn't think you were going to get to, like you never thought you would get? I was myself. I was not trying to be, you know, on those discovery calls, it's nerve wracking for me. I get so nervous and I'm like, okay, I have to make sure I say all the right things and I really need to, you know, knock their socks off and really impress them. But it's the discovery calls where I was absolutely just myself and went into it like, okay, if I don't land this, it's okay. It's okay. And I was calm and just genuine and authentic and relaxed. And they were like, we love you. (laughs) It's funny how that works. (laughs) And so there's an energy that you give off when you go into a discovery call, knowing like 
if I don't get this client, it's not the end of the world compared to, oh my gosh, if I don't get this client, it is the end of the world. And there's a different energy you put off. And so now I personally want to know how long are your discovery calls? Oh, man. <laughs> My shortest <laughs> discovery call, I, I did do one in 20 minutes. So that one, that was the one and only one. Um, mine have gone on. Oh, my goodness. I am not great at keeping it to a nice short time frame. So they're usually like 30 minutes. 30, sometimes 40 minutes. Um, But I feel like I'm like engaging with them. We're having a conversation. (laughs) We're getting to know each other. (laughs) So there's this module in (laughs) Serge I've I've done that module a few times. (laughs) This is so awesome. Uh, Stephanie, the podcast manager who is listening to this right now, she's probably like, I'm right there with you, Priscilla. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, no matter how many times Brandy tells me to go watch that module, I am right there with you. Yeah. So I love that. So when you had the 20 minute discovery call, did you lay in the client? I did. Yeah. See, how about I that? Did. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy how that works. <laughs> This was amazing. Okay, so we have some, this was so good. Before we jump into rapid fire, do you have any final thoughts or anything you'd like to share? Well, one, when you're talking to potential clients, be yourself. (laughs) Um, And I just love other people to really find that confidence and, you know, claim their power and be themselves and really find what lights them up inside. I love that. I love that. Okay, so let's jump into some rapid fire. It's not the first word that comes to your mind. It's just like the first thing. So what do you love most about your business? Oh, definitely building relationships with the women that I work with. Um, Some of them, most of them have become friends that I know that I could call and have a conversation with. So I love building relationships. I love that. I always say relationships over revenue. I love it. Okay, so tell me, what is your favorite book you've ever read? Oh, I'm not a huge reader. Um, Or listen to, or your favorite podcast. Yeah, well, obviously my favorite podcast is the Serve Scale Soar podcast. Oh, dang, Um, I didn't even tell her to say that. um, Yeah, I don't read a lot, but it's usually business-related books. Um, So I have a whole little library that I'm building of business books, but I haven't actually started them yet. I was about to say, you don't read. (laughs) Have you actually read them? They're there. They're there. Yeah, there's a collection. Okay, so I will suggest another book for your collection. (laughs) Oh, I think you're already looking for it and you can't get it on Amazon. Right. Is for all of our executive assistants that are listening, the world-class, I think it's world-class assistant. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, is by Michael Hyatt. It's such a good book for executive assistants, I think. And for even those who like aren't executive assistants, it opened my eyes to what exactly executive assistant can be. And I think it also doesn't mean that you need to do all the things, but it's a much more robust role than I ever imagined it could be. And so it was very good. And he talks, he's already done all the research, like what your pain points are that your ideal clients are like struggling with. So if you're in that role, if you're integrator, uh, executive assistant, any admin type role, I highly recommend that book. So add that one to your collection. Yeah, I am. When we jump off, I'm going to go look that up. (laughs) Yeah. And he gives you a lot of like templates and stuff that would be really useful, like for executive assistants and resources. So yeah. Adding that to the library. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So tell me what's your favorite tool that you can't run your business without? Dubsado. 
I use it for everything. Yeah. My workflows, everything. Love it. And then what is the best piece of business advice you've ever received? Um, again, it would be be yourself. You know, somebody had told me that I am the face of my business. I am the person behind my business. And part of why people hire me is because of who I am and what I have to offer personally, not just professionally. I love that. I love that. And then one final question that I never let y'all know that I'm going to ask, but if you listen to the podcast, you know, it's coming. <laughs> what is your favorite part of ServeScale Soar? Um, I, it's the community for sure. I mean, really it is, it is building those friendships and, you know, some of the people we have conversations in messenger and some of them, you know, we have really become friends. And when they are posting, when people post their wins in the group, I have had, I have teared up when other women and guys are posting their wins. Like I genuinely feel a connection to the members and, and really are celebrating with them. So I love those connections that we make in the group. I love that. I love wins Wednesday. I read through every single one of them and it made me so happy. Last week I went in there and it was like, I swear it was only like two hours after the post had been posted. And I looked, I was like 96 comments. Did someone comment on like last week's and it bumped it up. And then I was like, this was posted two hours ago. I I noticed the same thing. I noticed the same thing. I was like, how long ago was this posted. It's only been two hours. That's a lot of wins. That's a lot of amazingness. And it's a lot of other people cheering each other on. And I think that's where the magic is. And so I love that so much. Well, Priscilla, this has been so amazing. I've loved chatting with you. This conversation went in a completely different way than they normally (laughs) go. And I'm so happily pleased by that. So tell me listeners, where can they connect with you and just thank you or just see what you're up to? Yeah, so I am on Facebook. Um, my business page is Freedom to Focus, and my website is freedomtofocusbiz.com. We'll make sure everyone reaches out and says thank you and tells you their biggest takeaway. So thanks so much for being part of the show. Oh my gosh, thank you. Y'all, how good was that? Priscilla talked all about confidence and how that plays into your business. The relationships that we build matter and being yourself is more important than anything in defining success on your own terms and not looking side to side and following other people's journeys is the biggest gift you can give yourself. Come up with your decision of what success looks like and run towards that because that's truly the only thing that matters. So if you would love to meet Priscilla and other people like her, join me in my free training, How to Scale to Consistent $10,000 a Month and see exactly what SurfSaleSort is all about. You can head to surfsalesort.com forward slash free and check it out today. Until next week, y'all, go out and serve your clients, scale your business, and soar into that six-figure year you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time. 